Let's see how we're sounding. Here with the man himself. Testing one, two, three. Testing, what? testing, That's one, Stone two, Island. three. This? Oh, no, no, it's Shame. a brand. What's it called? It's not Stone Island. It's, uh... I can't remember. I can never remember the name. It's a guy who was on Love Island. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. Made in Chelsea. Time ago. Okay. Serge Proud Denise. Luck. Serge, no. Yeah, Proud yeah. Luck. Proud Luck. Oh, yeah. oh, you know what time it is. Yes, sir. Ski. Another one. Another one. <laughs> right. So, tell them who you are. Uh, what Toby? I'm just <laughs> Toby, uh, multidisciplinary artist, uh, designer, dancer, human, weirdo, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. He needs no introduction. I guess he can do it all himself. So, basically, the way this is going to pattern out is it's all about the guest. So you can lead in whichever direction you prefer, using the props, using your own like journey in your artistry, and tell them about like. The relationship that we have, how we linked up and that. I think I'll start with how we met, I guess. Fashion or even retail? Like fashion retail, yeah. yeah. yeah I in think Arnott's. In Arnott's. Well, Topman. I used to meet you in Topman all the time. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we both worked in Arnott's and we're just like two dudes. I remember it was you, me, and Raf. Yeah. Raf. Raf. Shout out Raf. Shout Super out Raf. In, in Tebeka. Tebeka, not anymore. Not anymore. Man's, we've all grown since then. But yeah. Um, yeah, we used to just banter across the floor, but we all had very similar interests. And what concession? I can't remember that concession. Selected Home. Selected Home. Okay. Selected Home. Yes. Yeah, you know what? We were all working we work in retail, but we all had like vision beyond that. Exactly. We're like, Wait, I'm, I'm making you this much. I look this good. And you're paying me this much. It's not adding up in the middle. Nah, the math wasn't The math mathing. wasn't mathing. Um, um, exactly. But we also, I think we also all had similar interests. Yeah. Um, whether it was philanthropy or artistically or fashion, fashion wise, like we were yeah, both into fashion. You were in Culture Club and you ran Love Your Neighbor, which yeah. is for me was such a dope, dope. And you designed. That was I, like the first design piece that you did, wasn't it? The Love the, Your Neighbor. Before the Luffy One Piece. Before the Luffy One Piece, yeah, it was the very first one I made, I made for you actually. The Love Your and Neighbor. And I really piece. did appreciate that. Yeah, bro. yeah, exactly. So we go, like, we go way back. We go way back. Back in time. Where did you? get the idea to start doing the jackets. That would be my favorite yeah. piece of your artistry. Obviously, you're a phenomenal dancer, yeah. photographer, director, all these things. But it was the jackets and just your your penmanship is crazy. So how are you able to begin that journey? What made you want to start designing jackets like um, that? I think it was... It really came from, I think, vintage. Yeah, it came from when I started... I really started falling in love with vintage clothing. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. at the time, like, I was only really... I said when I found vintage, when I really started to, like, fall... Allow myself to fall into fashion. And at the time, I noticed with vintage that it was cheaper at the time. <laughs> now, I don't know anymore because the market is saying something else. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you know, yeah. trends, people buying it. But at the time, I found... I started finding vintage and getting more, more into vintage digging and finding vintage pieces... And you'd always get like the offhand piece that was really like high quality yeah, yeah. that no one else would have. So whether it was like a military trench or a Mac jacket, you'd find it and it would kind of be yours. And I remember I, I used to just see, I used to think of fashion as like wearable art and I always wanted clothes. I always felt like clothes were such a human thing, but also clothes is how you present yourself in the first place. So yeah. I wanted clothes that kind of spoke to the person wearing them. Yeah. And obviously, like, I just loved anime. Like, whether it's One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, come on. Literally. We've seen the journey, we've seen the story, the, the struggle, the fighting, Bleach, the winning. like, yeah. too many to even Exactly. Name. So for me, I really wanted clothing to feel like art pieces where you could actually meet an individual. So like, I always used to say, look, when I first started self-made, my original brand. Yeah. We can all have denim jackets. We're all human beings, but we don't all have to have the exact same denim jacket. And guess what I'm wearing today? I'm going to take a moment to show oh. you how ridiculously... <laughs> 
good this guy is. Like, nah, you can, you can laugh. You can keep laughing. Gas like, it. It's okay, gas it. This is how talented. I'm gonna maybe get. Um, and I like think it's actually this is actually the best example because for me as well, I was seeing a lot of like custom clothing online, like one of ones. But for me, it wasn't really adding up because if you had, um, I feel like I'm doing that messy celebration. Way. But yeah, no, people used to just like paint whatever and whatever. And for me, like even looking at things like luxury fashion, asking myself why certain things hit so well, um, why certain a level of quality wasn't expected at, at a certain level, I started to be like, no, wait, like the color of the jacket, the color, you know what I mean? Like a mixture of color, tone, how it sits on the piece, where it's placed on the piece was only something I ever saw in, I guess, luxury. Okay. In say things like Primark or whatever, it's, it always just felt a little bit careless. Yeah. And I wasn't really aiming for luxury. And I think for me, a lot of it came from, well, growing up, to be honest, growing up black and having certain things expected in a way or not being expect having or not having certain things expected of you. So it's yeah. like, oh, I can't shine unless I'm wearing Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. I can't look a certain level of like street or elegant unless I'm spending a certain amount of money. So I was like, wait, why isn't this generally applied here as well so for me when i started painting the pieces it was more about okay we're bringing this artwork onto the piece but then the piece also has to be a piece of art in itself so it can't just be like okay i took this character i slapped it here yeah ta-da it's you have your own like i'm gonna do this messy celebration yeah one time. so like it really like, like you can see for me i'm like this is actually but you can see like all the colors the tones how it sits on the jacket the textures for me all that has to really like you put your own stamp on it in my yeah. eyes like what i sent you as a reference and what you produced were like similar yet different. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't worlds apart, but I could tell like that's a Toby piece. Not just because it's on a denim jacket. Yeah. But you took what I gave you and transferred it into a different and that, dimension. That's why I always loved about you. Cause, and it's not like, I think everyone realized that, but you always like really vocalized that to me. It's like, no, it's like, okay, you can actually see. Like again, a lot of people like, don't, and I'm not talking on people, a lot of people buy clothes and like think that you have to wear, you have to wear a particular brand or full outfit of a particular brand. I'm like, no, you should actually be able to, like, for me, you're a person with many layers, so you should be able to also have the same kind of depth within what you wear, what you eat. What I'm getting that from jazz, that yeah. is, like, it's a function of your creativity. Yeah. For me, like like you, of course, like, we like having nice things and whatever, drip, drip or drown, like, do all these <laughs> things. But, like, I always found that, especially with fashion, how many times can I wear the same thing differently differently exactly. what i mean is a lot of people would like wear an outfit once and feel like they can't wear it again like my tech fleece has to go remix the tech, it my tech fleece has to go to tech fleece the lv jacket has to go to lv pants like no and also like obviously like maybe i'm separate for myself again but my main thing is like sustainability so it's like if you buy you. if you buy one piece how sustainable is it not ecologically or like but i'm like sustainability to your pockets to your wardrobe so you're not wasting clothes having to buy you know what i mean buy a whole exactly new- and th- that would be quality Qual- exactly so if exactly. you like spend a significant amount of money and like this t-shirt can last several washes you know it's yeah. not going to be coming away at the seams yeah exactly, I it a exactly. Few times. but this t-shirt can go with like 10 other things in your wardrobe exactly. so it's not like you, you can only wear this t-shirt with one pair of pants it's like no i can take this Thank t-shirt you. off and wear my blue jeans i can also wear my black jeans because you get me yeah there's and like that a, relates to me an awful lot yeah like in, in my field of work with climate science like how do we reduce our carbon footprint? And it literally is just consuming less. If you buy a quality garment and keep yeah. it for a long time, we spoke about that. Dr. Yeah, Martin yeah. Bag. That bag has been going for like four years. <laughs> <of> leather. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like, it's, it's hard wearing it lasts, but also the money you invest in it and the investment it puts back in what you need it for match. If you get me, like, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you paid a certain amount of money for the bag. The bag lasts you four years. And I'm like, that's how, that's Less how. Less than 200 euro. 
But say it's me buying like a 50 euro bag every year or 70 with inflation. Yeah. Like whatever it is, 70 euro bag every year. That yeah. would be like. And the bag looks good. Or spending like 900 euro on a Louis Vuitton bag that's probably the same quality, but you're only really buying, buying it for the, the name. Brand, for the name. But people don't really buy things for the name. They buy the name for what it makes them feel like. The, if the you flex. Get so yeah, for the flex. But it's not even just the flex. It's like the idea of like, for me, maybe I'm contextualizing, it's like the idea of confidence we're sold. So like people, like you feel great wearing a Doc Martens bag. But it's the same quality, probably the same quality, if not more than half the LV in Prime. Not most people, but a lot of people might, might only feel like they have to buy a certain level of bag or a certain brand of bag to have the same kind of it's look keeping, if you get me keeping images I, I think what where you're going with that is like the the watch example people would spend a lot of money on a watch it would still tell the same time yeah. whether it's a Rolex or a Seconde or a Casio it's still going to tell the same time yeah. the only arena that I would spend more on a watch is because of functionality like a smart watch is the only time I would spend more money because like my smartwatch enables me to do content creation like or this. If, yeah, or if, if it's an investment, like you know, okay, I, okay, I buy this and that watch is gonna be worth this much in this this many years. It was even yeah, exactly, and fitness as well. I wanted to be more healthy. I could, I want to see my steps and yeah. like, I want to be able to like do things on the go and not like look at my phone. Yeah. When I need to do them, so it helps in many ways. And like you said, it could be worth more for the yeah line. yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't need to be anything like how much is a smartwatch? Like 300, 400 euro compared to like yeah. a Rolex that could cost more. So Yeah, exactly. You're dancing. Phenomenal. You're so good at it. Like, you always <laughs> tell how <laughs> I led in with that because you could only really be prolific at something if you're able to teach it, you know? Yeah. And you've gone from being a dancer and like watching other people do their thing. Yeah. You've been a leader and a follower. So tell us about like your dancing journey. Um, dancing for me, that's, that's a complicated one. Uh, dancing yeah. for me is something I wanted to do since I was, I think, I think every, every African kid, you dance, you go to a party. They'll make dancing. you that competition. The, mom, the mom is doing this. And the musical oh, yeah, chairs. Who does the best dance for 20 euros? Let's go. Woo, musical chairs, all, all of that. Literally. All of that. But for me, I think when I really fell in love with dance, school, when I realized it could carry, like, don't get me wrong, it's lit, it's amazing, but it could, it could carry and express so much more. So I really fell in love with dance um, at a point when I feel I feel like again maybe I'm going to the growing up it's like I didn't really have anything else to turn to. Okay. So for me, no, genuinely, okay. genuinely. So for me, dance was like something I always wanted to do. I remember just shout out um, my OG Toby Amotesho. Um, before I ever took class, before I ever was allowed to take class, ever could afford to take class myself in Carlo, it was me and like three or four other guys learning off of YouTube. And Toby O used to come through. He was already performing. Wow. And it was like, I remember like, I used to watch movies like, you got served and something, yeah, but it was my first time maybe seeing like a Nigerian guy who danced and just was the coolest person. Um, so seeing him break dance or whatever was really inspiring. It made me want to keep dancing. But then whenever he was in my hometown, Carlo, because he was from Carlo as well, then he moved away. He'd stick around for like an hour or two and train us. But yeah, dance for me is like, I'm not going to go into the whole journey because we'll be here all day. But dance for me is like, it's really about the expression the expression within and how it connects. But I think over lockdown, if I skip through it, cause I've like, I feel like I've really trained with a lot of incredible people and had a lot of, just a lot of really inspiring people that I've always watched to learn from, whether it was, cause I think now people think I'm just a freestyle dancer and I'm like, actually, no, I just love dance in general. Um, and I always wanted to train pretty much every style. And that's how I started. But I've actually also been injured since 2016. So my journey through dance has kind of shifted really? a lot both feet <laughs> like uh no swear no genuine no swear down swear, swear down chronic pain both feet it's been like 
seven years, there was like maybe like two years where I, I didn't really wear sneakers. And again, it's one of those things like, again, it's whether you talk about it or you don't, how you handle it, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah, for me, it's just the, probably the most expressive art form that I can think of and really feel. And again, it feels so tied to who I am and where I'm from naturally. Um, that has brought me on the journey. But I went from, say, dancing more in the park and with some guys learning break dancing to teaching in a school, then moving to Dublin, getting to take classes with everyone I watched. That's what got me through college. You know, when you want to do like a creative artistic thing, your parents are like, go and study your books. <laughs> I think everyone needs a book, especially if you're a kid who thinks of ideas yeah. and daydream a lot, like do that so often. Yeah. So I always needed a book it. And Culture Club initially was that book it. Um, there's also been Love Your Neighbor because yeah. of the philanthropy philanthropic aspect yeah. of it um coupla as well yeah with my g's that we that we did that um i always needed like a book to pour ideas into yeah because, yeah like, i couldn't i couldn't let it live in my head it yeah was I, I, nuts. I, I really feel like if you don't have something to pour your feelings or ideas or your even just things you want or things you hope for into it makes for me anyways it makes life feel hopeless because it's like the things the things you need, again, obviously you and me are both Nigerian, we're both yeah, here, yeah, but the things yeah. you need, the things that you don't see around you, the feeling that you're missing or that you feel is missing doesn't really get to exist. So for me, I remember like when I was in Carla, I used to look at, even when I came to Dublin, I used to go to like things like wow, 858 Cleavage Club. Well, the feelings that you're missing doesn't get to exist because you never put them out. Yeah. You brought it to fruition. Yeah, I, I really feel, yeah, yeah. I had, to, I had to reload that one. That yeah, was, yeah. No, I really, for me, it's always been that. I was like, no. It's, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, it's like, sometimes, obviously we go through life and I don't to get too deep in things because I'll, I'll go off. But we go through life and it's like, you know, you see so many things happen. Obviously, like right now, social media is a bit of a mad place, whatever. But there's so many basic things that, that used to, that just help us connect as human beings before any of the other complicated conversations come into it. Mm. And trying to, if, if you don't see space for those things, I'm like, it's very easy to lose hope. Whereas it's actually even probably more challenging, more difficult to create the space and try and create those yeah. things and put it out. But I think it's really... Be what you want to see. Be what you, Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you got to change yourself and you got to like, what's that, what's that, what's that phrase? I'm actually forgetting the phrase. Be the change you want to see. Yeah. Um, but also, I think therefore I am. Yeah, I think therefore I am exactly. So what you, what for me, what you feel, especially because of social creatures, what you feel is never, is never wrong. Feelings shift, but also those feelings have to go somewhere. And maybe again, it comes from a place where being a kid. All about how you channel it. Yeah, being a kid. So you put it dancing. Yeah, exactly. Being a kid and having say, okay, maybe growing up boys and having feelings, be like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to feel those things. But like, no, I put that feeling somewhere. Someone else can relate to. Someone else can relate to it. Now we have space for this. You get me? Sick. And now we have space to have this conversation. And it doesn't even have to be a conversation. You're creating like a series of safe spaces yes. for you to actually feel like what I am is fine. It's acceptable. Yeah. Like, and people will respond to that as well because they might be thinking the same thing. They like, most I'd likely love to are. Dance. I'd love to look for a space to do this. Yeah. Some people have different things to say about this. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, there's a meme like people that dance in the club and do all these things and whatever. But you guys have created a space for yourself. It's not just one person doing it. No. It's a series of people doing and having a good time. People that are at the bar, that's their thing. Yeah. That's their safe space. Yeah. So it's just nice to be able to like, you know, be what you want to see and also kind of like encourage other people to do the to same do the and same. join yeah, in yeah. as well. Because all of these things can exist in the same space. Like you said, like, okay, when you're like, for me, I always look at like, because you're a scientist, so you get this ecology. Yeah. I'm in a bar. There's people at the bar getting drinks. That's what they love to do. Cool. There's people dancing. That's what they love to do. Cool. The DJs playing music. That's what they love to do. Cool. 
they're all for me they're all different realms but it's all this ecology of the, if I'm using big words the ecology of the same room yeah and all yeah. these all these things can fit in the one space they, they don't can have coexist. to they can they coexist they can coexist easily yeah. so again going back to communities whatever way you want to look at it um, things we enjoy but all these things can coexist in the one space I can listen to Afrobeats and two step you can be doing all this so yeah, yeah. we're doing you know you get me but yeah, it, it yeah, can still yeah. be the same song the same feeling expressed in different ways it doesn't necessarily have to be like only space for one thing and I think maybe 100%. yeah exactly part exactly. of the reason I think that we get along so well is because I'm also very animated like and we're gonna stay on dancing because of one particular individual <laughs> you know who it is you know who it is if you don't know now you know uh, the Don Gargan the Don Gargan <laughs> The African Giant himself. I just, I just realized it's African Giant album as well. It's African Giant, bro. I had, to, I had to cop. I had to cop. It comes with like two discs and also comes with like um, I need to start all the information on producers and where it was recorded. So one more time for them. African Giant by Burna Boy. And guess who danced in a Burna Boy video? I'm, I'm going to shout myself this one time. Because everyone else has Nah, been like, like <laughs> if you don't plug yourself, I'll plug you. I'll give you your flowers. I was in Bonas video. Anyways, that's, that's exactly, one, that's one man. Do it. So it wasn't for this particular album. It was for was it Love Domini or I think it was Love Domini twice as tall. Which, no, I think I think it was Love Domini. Love Domini, the Sharon song. Ed Sharon, the song with Sharon. Um, for your hand. Whenever I'm lonely, you make me feel whole. Oh, oh, oh. All, all that, all that. Go on YouTube, it's you find it. Yeah. Um, Fine for my hand. Ah, yeah, bro. Nah, nah, this nah, al- nah, this nah. album was what really like clicked a lot for me as well. Mad. Burner Boy, see this year, my goat of Afro beats. Like Burner Boy, what he's able to do with his artistry is insane. The it's incredible, th- bruh. So the, the, the things he brings into his music as well are, are so fam real and we got loads of other bits here that we could discuss this is what actually comes with the burner boy this is the reason i collect finals folks so it comes with this it's like information on where it was recorded all the contributing artists a lot goes into an album yeah like there's plenty that goes into an album that people like might not know so obviously this is like the a side and then there's the b side as well um different Artists that produced it, where it was recorded, and the record is, label that was produced. This under. is amazing for me because actually, I, like obviously, I've never seen seen this or actually owned the record. You can't see it on but, Spotify. No, that, but that's my thing. I'm like, I know grow, growing up, you could you could see the history of things, but also like figure out who did what. Because again, you you bought a CD album and the CD album was like it was a booklet. You open the booklet. Da, 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 da. Nowadays, I'm like, people get no, not people, but you get lost in like just hearing the track, but not actually hearing what went into the track. If you get me, all or of the all of the pieces players. that fit into to get into that one thing to make that feeling. So for me, I'm like, this is because then you lose the you lose the history of something. One hundred percent. There's a t- there's a reason why we record things. Like a lot of people would attribute it to the Romans and like um, white civilizations, but obviously the Egyptians recorded things as well. Neanderthals did as well. So it's it's a way for them to pick out a reference point. Like this happened then. Like in 2019, I know. One of the you're most be, lit albums. You're gonna be sixty like this. Uh, here, love. Did you see? Did you see that? That, that this guy was featured. I like on? that you mentioned that. I like that you mentioned that because this is something that I would like to share with my kids. Yeah. Like the I've loved music for a very long time. I'm sure, you obviously Bruh. you're a dancer. That's why I brought this here. Yeah. But um, my girlfriend 
got me a record player yeah. for Christmas and since then like it's just turned into this yeah like, yeah yeah no when you pull up with you bro when you oh, I thought this was going to be tech sorry guys I thought this was going to be tech and then he opened it and I'm like no he pulled up with a library of yeah is that Mad City pick, pick out <gasps> pick out anything pick out anything you want to oh no there's a few picture discs in there too bro no, I'm just going to put out good kid Mad City because Kendrick is the GOAT yo I had to get his classic man Wait, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's too late as well. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, my brother's girlfriend actually got that for me. Because certain albums like this, like, okay, yeah, okay, you know, you start digging into J. Cole and Kendrick and really mm-hmm. deepen their lyrics, really bring you on a other journey of depth, like music-wise, but also like content-wise. 100%. There's layers to this... it. Like, that album, Money Trees... Poetic justice alone. Thank you. Drank. I'll let you do the honors. Open it up. Oh my god! See, this is because again, like one thing I focus on because you know my work is about black masculinity. But one thing I focus yes, on is the yes, fact that we yes. never and I guess why I love things like this. I'm obsessed with things like this because we never black learned, masculinity. We, is we never important, learned. Yeah. We never not even just that, but we never really learned learned growing up the history of our own things or things we were interested in. And for me to see it's like this, like. Nah, that's, and it's that, funny that's... because like the African diaspora is not a monolith. No, like, there's African Americans. There's and Africa is a continent. It's not just the one thing. It's not just the one. It's, some people would think it's just the one country if they're unaware, uneducated. Yeah, exactly. But, like Africa has so many countries in it, all with its different languages and culture, dances, everything. So I feel like African Americans also would like to relate to that aspect of like find their tribe. Yeah, yeah. To some extent, like I've seen, I've seen some some um, people who like some black theorists or black, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Like people who are really focused on studying African Afro culture, mm-hmm. who can literally be an American that like recognize what tribe different parts of America originally came from based on facial features. So I've seen the guy that should be like, oh, this person is definitely from like a Senegalese background. But you can like, get it like Somali ago, people yeah. as well or us for our names. Yeah. Like you're a Toby Balogun and I'm Samuel, Samuel Awe. Awe. You get me? So um, like you can tell like from people's names, like their history and where yeah. they come from. Yeah. Like I'm that. just I'm just really glad that, okay, obviously that like, we're now in 2023, whatever that, but now there's, because growing up, we didn't learn those histories of anything. You get me? So even your name had like the people ask you like how to pronounce your last name or did they just like butcher Bro, it? Did they <laughs> Balo 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 there's, no, there's actually no I always say this and I'm like I, I still ask myself why but there's those points when I used to just I called myself like I still call myself just Toby because Olwato Biloba Akim Balongo is a mouthful but also it was more came from a place of growing up and maybe because of the environment I lived in being embarrassed by it because people would never want to pronounce it. They'd be like, oh, what the fuck is that name kind of thing. You get me? But now for me, it's actually, th- it's a real thing of pride. Plus I know what the name 100%. means. 100%. I know what each word means. And it's actually like going back and being like, wait, why did, We're and again, places. why We're did no business. one teach me to understand that this was, like, that this was the shits? <laughs> you get me? Like, like, but again, like you said, diaspora is something that we don't really learn. And the world's only really beginning to recognize that in the last maybe decade or so. Yeah. If you get me, because I started to take the American lid off of things. But for me, it's like, yeah, growing up, it's like, now nah, I see such power in the things we didn't learn that, but I still feel like we constantly have to look back to find those things. That's why when I see You do. Thing. And it's like your relationship with your culture. Like, my parents told me the meaning of my name. So my full name is Tell Samuel Olanri Waju Awe. Mm, I didn't know that. 
<laughs> so like coincidentally that's how my Instagram handle goes like Sam O underscore Awe initially like it was one of the one of the guys in school um, in primary school like gave me the name Samo and I was like sure my, my, my middle name starts with an O anyway yeah. this kind of actually flows so the meaning of Olamri Waju is my wealth is in the future or my wealth is going forward so when I realized the power of that name the power just kicked in like, bro you were able I, to kick it into overdrive hearing that it makes sense because I'm like no you're such a forward thinking person to begin with oh and means God is the great king above or God is a big king. Tobi means big, Uluwa is God, Loba means above. Um Akim is actually from the Muslim side of my family, because I have a family that's like what people don't expect in Nigeria somehow, but I think it's beautiful, which is like a Muslim man and a Christian woman. That apparently when I was growing up, I was like, oh, that never really happens. That's not supposed to be a thing. But I'm like, no, it's probably the most human thing. And Akeem, actually, I researched over lockdown while I was doing my research for my, my different theories, like virtues or whatever. Akeem is an Arabic word meaning intelligence. When I read that, that, I, when, I, when I, read that I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> I'm about to read a book again for the 10,000th time. Well, um, do you know who else is called Hak- Akeem? It was um, Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. <sighs> prince Akeem, the pampered African no. prince. I was not Papa at all. I wish. But, like, Take me Nigerian. Back. Yeah. Nigeria is obviously a big place. Many different languages. Yeah. There, there are three um, predominant ones. Not necessarily the most popular. Yoruba, Igbo, and Hausa are the exactly. three dominant ones. There's, and we're both Yoruba. Yeah. yeah. There's two like... There's two... I, I can never remember the name of them anymore. And maybe that's ignorant. There's, there's a lot of like Benning there's, as well. There, there's meant to be... There's basically like... There's those three are the main... Three main ones. There's another two that are considered main languages. But the whole country is actually, I think, has about 250 dialects in total. This is it. One country. Because, One. like, most... Now, random history fact, like, most of Africa, well, they weren't actually countries, they were tribal areas, and then it was when they colonized... Go on, listen to Burner Boy's album, you hear one track. Oh, I know the way Honestly, I talk Another about. story, another story. Another story. Go on, listen to Burner Boy, another story. You'll, you'll, you'll just, just give yourself a little taste of fl- the flavor of, the, of, the, of whatever. But, yeah, they originally tribal regions, so when they were colonized and brought together into, like, a Western philosophy, that's when the country borders were formed. Yeah. Um, and that's why, say, certain parts of the country don't really... Maybe that's why certain countries aren't really as whole as European countries, because they were never, like, color- conquered countries. They were, like... Okay, well, this is a group of, of different people, like I said, they can coexist in a space mm-hmm. and the continent of Africa, but now, okay, we're going to section off like this. And now you have a little bit of this over here, you have a little bit of that over here, but also yeah. everyone's still like different people. Tribes are kind of like cut off and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Even in the city of Benin. Yeah. So that's music in a nutshell. We're not going to go on to back to design because huh, you can pick any one of these two books. I brought them here because like I had to come correct. I brought the design. I brought the music. Yeah, you could pick and choose oh, which yeah. you want to go into. The, like I'm, I'm the a, sneakers I'm, one is the the green one. I'm gonna grab this one because sneakers oh, one. Figures of speech. Show them the back. Show them the back. Figures of speech. Rest in peace, Virgil Abloh. R.I.P. Virgil. It's actually mad to me because it was only when he passed and Vivian passed. Um, I tell people like, Vivian Westwood. I said, Rest I said, in peace, Vivian Westwood. Yeah, I said this quite often. Basically, for me, I lost my grandma before, like maybe a year or two before lockdown. Oh, sorry to hear. And that. no, no, no. It was only it was only when I started like asking myself certain things and questioning certain things again that um that memories really like came back, bro. It was between dance and looking at. I was watching Virgil all through college. Me too, Virgil. Bro, so many of us. Virgil, Vivian, 
is actually what really like it's the concept of mentorship some of your mentors don't even know that you exist but like if you're able to have someone like that's maybe a few years further on than you in life in whatever you want to do it's nice to have them as um a mentor really you can even just pick a mentor someone who inspires you and study what they did and use it as motivation or inspiration 100 well. everything i learned from branding like the things you see on escape plan media a lot of that would come from Virgil. Yeah. But I'd like to put my own spin on things. I don't want to take... This is someone that made quotation marks one of the biggest things in the 21st century. So I don't want to just take everything that he did. I want to be able to spin and be like, yeah. okay, that's not Virgil Abloh, that's Samuel Abloh, that's his print. And Virgil's done that. He's laid out this website um, called Free Game where anyone that wants to do branding, I will share it in the link in the YouTube video. His whole recipe is right there. Just go read and find find, find, find your freedom. There you go. Find your freedom, bro. This book, huh? I might not even talk for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. <laughs> My head is now angled downwards. Nah, this book is incredible. Like, so... I remember watching Virgil's Harvard speech. He had he's issued like three different books. He has a small one. Yeah. Um another person that really likes Virgil Abloh is Aziz Said, one of my close friends. Um Abloism. Yeah. It's a pocket size. If you don't want to get one of these big um coffee table books, he has a pocket size version. Yeah. Talking about design and finding your signature. Yeah. I think it's called insert complicated title here. Um, it's literally like a very very small small book. book yeah mad mad no I haven't read that one yet I've seen um, I've had little looks at Abloism. cheap enough to get on Amazon as well get that knowledge get, get that. that knowledge then this one came shortly after because I enjoyed this one so much um, I don't know I like collecting art so I have these vinyls and then there's also something's off that tells a story about Virgil's relationship with Nike and all the shoes that he designed for them yeah and like it's just his his story is so interesting even with ikea like that ikea thing that happened as well i just even just even the title for me something's off if you look at virgil's design it was always mad no no i just i just clocked it now because it's like the idea of um no maybe i'm still for me the idea of juxtaposition i'm like actually understanding where that came from you hit it on because no 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 because like i think Again, I, I over theorize things and I read to like I'm somewhere, stuck somewhere between like a, a, a street kid who grew up in a small town and I've read too many like same as us we found inspiration and mentorship wherever we could find it. But the idea of juxtaposition and how in nature the things we find beautiful are always actually slightly imperfect. But then as a as a society we seek that same level of beauty in terms of perfection. So everything has to be symmetrical, da 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 da. And for me, the phrase something's off just slapped me sideways in the head because I've been stuck on the idea of visually juxtaposition in terms of writing subversion so always having something slightly ah uh, because like, do we, some of your designs are like purposely unfinished yeah 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 because for me there's always and that idea of like seeking imperfection is where the talking point and the depth lies if something is perfect as it is, I don't want you to talk about it. What else? It doesn't. It stops there. It stops. That's it. That's it. And that for me, it's, it's, I, I bring back to, to the, the context. Here, but like, it stops there. That's that's the table. That's it. I don't like. Whereas you see, you see like that when you did an IKEA chair and they put the little wedge under the foot. You have to ask the question yeah, of like, wait, yeah. why is there a tag on that shoe? Why is there? Why is there a peg on that? Why? Why is the Nike take cut in half and split over split you get me like why is this moved over here because you expect things to be a particular way and things naturally aren't supposed to be perfect or a particular way so sorry but I, I didn't even mean to go there when I just read something I was like I'm mm -hmm. so glad you did 
Like this is a even that Nike tick on the thing is not the normal Nike tick. You get me, but it, it it breeds it breeds some things off as well. The play on the fact that he was the founder of Off White. Yeah, like the guy knows what he's doing. Some things off as well. And the fact that you know that he he used to talk about luxury and streetwear and how things were never really like put in the right light. Like so, he's like, why can't streetwear be luxury? Oh wait, now it's a luxury because y'all can make money off of it. Hmm, something's off. So for me, I'm like, oh, no, nah, he was. Oh man. Oh, I could read into this shit for days. Um, but also, I never even, I never even peeped that as nah, well. Nah, my, my, my brain, my brain over deep, over deep things. Even the fact that look, look, okay, he's got a whole coffee table book, right? He's got a whole coffee table book. And, and the bookmark and is a measuring tape, fam, and it's actually like accurate to measurements, but also it's a measuring tape. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot in in what he in what he did and what he does and I think for me what he did was such a, like a, a human thing and I wanted to go he had like um, an installation yeah in Chicago I wanted to see like all his works so his designs for like um, what's the throne um, and the Jesus album yeah. cover just like stripping back like he was kind he was trying to signify the death of the cd yeah like how things were becoming more online and streaming and yeah. he basically like put a cd in a clear case to be like this is this is the end of this yeah. era but yeah. it could go further into something else yeah yeah nah, nah, his, his work just reads into so much for me even when he said i'm like yo the fact that the cd is in a clear case just even alludes to the fact that yo we're obsessed with music and this is literally like what contains the music we're obsessed with the CD. you don't need to dress it up with anything fancy no. it's just Focus is on the music, and I, th- I think a lot of his work really spoke to that about you know wait why is this? Like, I remember I was looking at Pyrex for years and like oh my god Pyrex so incredible and then I remember he, he put up he's like those were just like cheap rugby shirts that we got and printed in this particular way but we were able to talk about them this way and it's that whole thing of things being so dressed up and marketed now and like again you people I think people people expect a certain quality just because things look a particular way because the packaging is pretty means it's this but then people because of that mindset only go looking for the pretty packaging. If you get me, so like now, say you and me, we we'll go vintage again. We we'll go, we'll go fill in t-shirt like okay, no, that's quality. It's a fiver. I'm gone. Whereas people be like, oh no, it needs a particular again branding, logo. So now everything has to come packaged a particular way for it to even for people to even be interested in. Some at times. Yeah, I I do get that, and like in different spaces, like yeah. you get it with clothes, but also even in things that you want to do. Like yeah. there there are levels to things, and Virgil has just shown me that things don't have to be perfect to begin so if you do want to start something go right ahead and do it go do it obviously if you have like a certain standard or quality that you want to hit straight off the bat invest in yourself and find your way to those things but it's okay for you to start off and learn with your audience you know like everybody is a beginner at some stage yeah so if you want to go ahead and do something it doesn't have to be perfect the imperfection is what you want it's like the little nitty gritty details that makes it human and relatable is yeah. what you're looking for it's like the, for me it's, it's like the, the honesty there's a certain honesty that imperfection brings as well without mask like without ever masking the imperfection really just grow like people always ask me like why how I do so many things I'm like it's cause I actually I'm, I know I'm imperfect so because I'm because you're honest with that imperfection you always know you you need to learn more or understand something better and you're constantly actually moving forward it's like okay well no okay well I wanna be like before okay I wanna be a hip hop dancer Okay, I'm. I'm. People tell me I'm whatever. Okay, cool, cool. But I'm, I, I know I'm here. I'm here. I want to go there. Then I can actually acknowledge what it takes to get there. Let people know, like, 
plug whatever you want to plug at this stage of the show, yeah. whether it's like an upcoming residency or classes, where people can find you on social media, like you're at. This um, is your chance to plug that. You can find me on social media at Toby, Toby.to be, Toby on, on Instagram, and then www.toby- well, hyphen www.toby-to-be.com is my work website and that's where I put like everything from my direction to styling to design to things I've danced in as well um, there's also my upcoming brand Wahala underscore IE on Instagram that's yeah we'll talk about that because that's, yeah, that, that, we, that's, that's we, getting, we definitely will that's getting that's getting built out right now <laughs> um, is there anywhere that people can come see you or like buy into your classes um, or even your like for your designs or Maybe reach out for some like yeah. You can reach if it's if it's for customs like what Sam had on. Um, you'll, you'll see the whole fit. I'm sure he's gonna post pictures of the, of the of the full fit. You can reach out to me on my personal page. Wahala is kind of being built to go in a slightly different direction design wise. So you can also you can also reach out to Wahala. Um, classes wise, I'm bringing my classes back in. I'm bringing my classes back in March. Um, but if you're looking for a move, if you're an artist looking for movement development or you're looking for movement coaching. Or even just want to have more information on where to go to start like a creative journey um, or build like a professional creative career. Most of my work has been in build community building diversity the last three years. So reach out to me whenever. I'm always I can always extend a, a page or a link or something that might just help you get started. Or even if it's just a case of oh can I do this and like I'll probably most likely go yeah you can do that go do it. <laughs> a really raw telling piece about masculinity. Um, I think I think it's so important like it just your journey into finding what that means for you yeah and how it can be different to what the popular consensus yeah. is whatever society thinks is like this I, is the idea yeah, of masculinity. yeah yeah your idea could be completely different i i found i had to figure out what masculinity was for myself yeah or even the kind of man you want to be exactly whether it's career wise creativity wise mm -hmm. i want to work here i'm like for me all those little things are like things that everyone should be allowed and again i know social media is like trend based and culture based but everyone is like we sometimes forget that everyone's allowed to be themselves. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and I, th I think it's also important everyone's allowed to be themselves. Um, so I, th so for me, questions like that, um, and spaces like that, and even just being able to have a conversation about topics like that, yeah. are, if I said, important, but more so ne a necessity. But also in having confidence in who you are as a person, because you know, if you if you know yourself, no one can rock it. And sharing your problems as well. Yeah. Not to dim down the tone of this conversation, but like. Men do struggle with that um, because we're not socialized to do those things. So, and it leads to like suicide rates being the highest among men. So I think it's important like to reach out to your guys whenever yeah. you're feeling a particular talk. way about something. Talk, talking is important. Like, and I'm glad like more men are doing these podcasts yeah. and being able to yeah. relate to their boys and tell them that they love them, they appreciate them. Yo. My guy, love, <laughs> bro, bro, come on, come on, come on, you know, you know, you know what it is, you know what it is, right? Um, so on that note, we're out. Peace. Tune in again next thanks time. Thanks very much. Subscribe and spread the word.